Hello and welcome to the BNP Paribas Markets 360 podcast. We cover the topics that matter from the global economy to market strategy. Hello, I'm Paul Hollingsworth, Chief European Economist for Markets 360 at BNP Paribas. And I'm joined by my colleague, Luca Penarola, European Economist. Today we'll discuss the topic of global supply chains. We're recording in the morning of Thursday, the 17th of February, 2022. Luca, supply chain disruptions have been one of the key factors influencing both growth and inflation dynamics since the start of the pandemic. What do you think's in store for 2022? Thank you, Paul. I think it's fair to expect an easing of bottlenecks over the year as the supply side of the economy normalizes and demand rebalances between goods and services. We're seeing the first signs of improvement as measures such as supply delivery times from the PMI have turned the corner and measures such as the number of ships anchored at US ports, but also at cargo rates are off their highs. So we're expecting things to improve, but does that mean a return to normality this year? I don't necessarily think so. Since some of the changes to supply chains may be more structural than initially thought. For example, there is an ongoing debate around the topic of reshoring, which means that the supply chains in the future may not look like the ones that we saw in the past before the pandemic. So how should we go about tracking supply chains? I mean, there's so much data out there, even Twitter accounts now fo- focusing on how many boats are stuck outside the ports of LA. What's your approach to looking at the issue? I think that's a very good question. Um, in a nutshell, we take a comprehensive approach. This topic is new and we don't know a priori which variables are more important and if there are any leading or lagging relationships. So we leave no stone unturned. We also consider the labor market, for example, because supply chains are not the only supply shock we're seeing at the moment. To put this in order, we categorize variables into two types, traditional economic indicators and alternative indicators, and we use heat maps to get a snapshot of what is going on at each moment in time. And so what are the latest data telling us? I think the latest data gives a bit of a mixed evidence. So the progress is continuing, but it's not broad-based. And uh, this could potentially be a template for what goes on in the rest of the year. So some indicators such as supply delivery times and shipping rates have stalled in their improvements, whereas others are still showing some easing, for example, the number of ships at US ports or some air cargo rates around the world. So Luca, where do you see the biggest risks to our base case? I think the biggest risk comes from COVID variants, whether it's Omicron or some other. The spread of COVID-19 could stall the progress, especially if significant restrictions continue to be in place in some key hubs such as China. So what does this all mean for economic growth? Well, at the moment, output is constrained, but we see a lot of what we call pent-up supply. To explain this concept, let me give you a very quick example. So the European Commission currently reports that companies have around five months guaranteed production thanks to their current order book levels, which is the highest reading on record since the 1980s. This means that at the moment, companies cannot really produce as much as they would like to, but once these bottlenecks clear, they have plenty of demand to face. But now, Paul, let me ask a question back to you. What does all of this mean for inflation and, crucially, for the outlook of central banks? That probably deserves its own podcast, but in brief, an easing in supply chain disruptions is one of the reasons we're expecting a bit of a decline in headline inflation rates over the course of this year. 
Of course, one of the key drivers of inflation has been core goods prices. So we should see some of the steam taken out of this as bottlenecks begin to clear. However, for central banks, the focus is squarely on more domestically generated inflationary pressures, and in particular, wage growth. So we don't think that easing headline inflation is going to prevent central banks from delivering on their hawkish turn with actual rate hikes. All that's left for me to say is thank you, Luca, for joining me, and thank you, everyone, for listening. This communication does not constitute research, a recommendation, or any form of advice from BNP Paribas or its affiliates. It does not consider your financial circumstances or objectives, and it may not be suitable for you. It should not be copied or reproduced in whole or in part.